This is Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi, and you're listening to Demand and Brand. The podcast where we cover marketing trends and techniques to help you succeed in marketing. Hey, everybody. It is Patrick and Vanessa this week, um, together for the first time in a while. Bands back together. Today, we're going to talk about marketing miles per gallon. Oh, by the way, this is the Demand and Brand podcast where we talk about demand generation. We talk about content strategy, Mm -hmm. marketing, and branding. So today, we're excited to talk about marketing miles per gallon which is a topic that we, I guess we coined a few years that ago. That was you. You don't have to include me. That was you. It's it was the, all you. The royal we. Ah, um, yes. Yeah. So let's define marketing miles per gallon. Why don't, Vanessa, why don't you give this definition a go? Um, I think I think it's two different types of, of thought processes here. Um, we talk about this a lot with our clients just because if we are brought in to supplement a team, chance of the team is one, two, three people maybe, right? So we're running on a lean team. Or for a lot of our clients, we are the marketing team. And we, you know, there's only a few of us that do what we do for our organization. So marketing miles per gallon means, in my definition, and I'll pass it to you because we've talked about this before with the two kind of definitions of this. Marketing miles per gallon means creating assets and things that drive marketing functions that allow you to get more bang for your buck, allow you to get more miles per gallon, right? So if we're thinking about creating content and assets, what is something that you can create one time as a heavy lift? So let's say video, podcast, blog, right? That's gonna take some time. And then how can you use that to inspire and create supplemental content for all the areas and all the places that you are, the platforms that tie into that but that become easier because you've created that heavy content, right? So what is that thing that you can create that spawns into more marketing collateral and sales support and sales enablement? So that's kind of what I view it as, but why don't you highlight your definition? Because I liked yours too. Yeah, you know, I think that the only thing I would add to that is maybe an analogy, which is um, we use the term miles per gallon in this. Mm -hmm. So if we think about a vehicle, like you're trying to, Uh, get more miles per gallon Mm -hmm. in range when you're driving, right? You want to um, be able to go 50 miles a gallon instead of 20 miles per gallon. Mm -hmm. Marketing miles per gallon, it's very much the same thing. It's how can you get more use out of something Mm -hmm. to um, increase your overall ROI on your initial investment on creating that asset and also um, expand the amount of time that that asset will live mm-hmm. and be used. Mm-hmm. So I think that your definition is exactly right. It's just, you know, um, when we think about marketing miles per gallon, we think about usage, but we also think about like lifespan as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that kind of ties into like evergreen content and SEO rich web pages and things like that too, right? What is something that can increase your marketing miles per gallon? So let's say you're creating a SEO rich blog, right? That ties into both our definitions of then taking that blog and creating more marketing and sales assets for it, but then also how can it continue to live on far outside of the time in which it was created so that you get farther and your message spreads and stays out there longer too. So Yeah, this it really kind of ties back to the compound marketing topic mm. that we recently discussed. Yeah. Um, as a refresher about compound marketing, um, it's very similar to compound interest in um, investing, mm-hmm. the uh, deposits that you put in the bank collects interest over time in, 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 in investing, and the deposits that you create in marketing and brand building grows interest over time in the ways of brand equity, 
authority, search optimization, and so on. And marketing miles per gallon really, you know, kind of influences that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important to to talk about also why increasing your marketing miles per gallon in these two ways is important. Like, why do we talk about this? Why is this a focus for our clients and for our teams and things like that too? So Patrick, why is it important that we consider ways we can increase our marketing miles per gallon? Um, I think there's multiple answers here. So we can maybe start with the most pragmatic. It's important because we're all busy. Yeah. We're all busy and creating assets on the fly, whether that is um, new social media posts, whether that's, um, you know, creating a long form blog post or a video or any of these things on the fly without any kind of um, structured strategy or um, amplification plan or MMPG plan, it's time consuming and you can take more time to create these assets, which means you have less time to do creative things. Mm -hmm. So the pragmatic uh, kind of answer to that is you can get more done in less time. Now, the strategic answer, I think, from a marketing perspective, and brand perspective is that it helps you to really hone in on your message Mm -hmm. and it helps you to communicate that in a more effective and kind of long lasting way. Mm -hmm. Because if we're constantly changing strategy or messaging, or, you know, we're talking about something brand new all the time, what we're doing in essence is, saying everything to everybody, which ultimately connects with nobody. Mm -hmm. And I heard that from you just recently. You talked about that on a LinkedIn post. Yeah, it was a a TikTok first, and then I took it to LinkedIn. Because it's true. Which is an example of MMPG, There you go. Yeah, yeah. Especially because LinkedIn is getting more into video. It's still new for the platform because, I don't know, people probably don't want to have their volumes on at work, right, Mm -hmm. when they're looking on LinkedIn. But, yeah, I mean – it's true. When you market when you market to everybody, you market to nobody. You're not marketing, you're speaking to anybody. Yeah. You you in marketing and it was like tangent, I guess, but in marketing, we always say it's more um, advantageous to be very precise mm-hmm. and like to have a really sharp focus than mm-hmm. it is to be broad and lack depth. So it's depth over breadth in marketing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean you know, it ties back to what we've been talking about lately with the audience and things like that too, knowing who you're speaking to and making sure you're on the correct platforms and the correct places where they are. This comes from knowing where your audience spends their time. Then instead of spreading your message thin, right, you're not spreading it like a thin layer of butter because if you're trying to do that and be every place, you're just, you're not going to hit anything. You're going to, you're going to miss a lot of, a lot of audience members. You're going to miss a lot of potential audiences you didn't think about you're not going to create those super fans that will then help build your brand outside of this you're not going to connect with the influencers right there's like a whole kind of thing that goes into it too i think it's also important to note marketing miles per gallon also helps to when you're thinking of like marketing items or sales like support or whatever that becomes hot and the time to execution is short so if you have to then take and you have to create this asset quickly for something. So let's say even in a big business like Coca-Cola, right? They only have a finite amount of money and time. And there are going to be things that are going to be hotter than others to get out based on what's happening in society, based on what's happening in marketing, based on what's happening in regulations or whatever. So increasing marketing miles per gallon can almost help you shift in times you need to. Because if you 
are not creating like one and done without thought to it type of marketing collateral in a reactive way, which is like something that we're trying to coach our clients on lately, like stop making marketing be so reactive. If you have the right things in place and you're practicing marketing miles per gallon, when you have that hot short time to execution issue that arises, you've got everything coasting so you're not missing a beat, you're not skipping anything, you're able to then shift that bandwidth quickly to do what needs to be done while the rest still remains on autopilot. When you're describing it like that, I started having a, like an I started having a vision. I can see it. Excuse me. <laughs> of a busy kitchen at dinner rush. Yeah. So the chefs are not cooking everything at the moment it's ordered. They're in hours and hours before dinner uh -huh. starts, and they're um, they're prepping their sauces. Right. They're preparing their uh, their sides. They're cutting their produce. They're getting ready to go. And they're they're even in some cases portioning it out, mm -hmm. setting it aside so that when the orders come in all at the same time, which they always do, right. they can just work on the fly because they've done the pre work. Yeah, and that's very much what we're talking about in this aspect of yeah. um, of marketing asset creation um, to enable marketing miles per gallon. It's you're creating these ingredients and these you know kind of mix and match recipes. And if if we were going to kind of keep going with this food analogy. And it allows you to work very expeditiously when you need to. Yeah. So we talked about what marketing miles per gallon is and defined it. And then we hit on, you know, why it's important, right? We want to make sure that we have the right resources allocated in the right areas. Doing things like marketing miles per gallon can help free up some of that bandwidth, some of those resources, time, people, money, etc. It allows ebb and flow with hot marketing items right and especially as it relates to supporting your sales team it continues to create a consistent message and position for you in your marketplace and also it's just really great consistency for an outward facing message in a time in which consumers are inundated with messaging and sales and everything all the time right the more consistent you can be the more you can kind of wiggle into the psyche of somebody of your audience and have that be just continued touch points so that all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, I did hear about that one time, right? Well, we, we know that it takes a consumer 7 to 12 touch mm -hmm. points before they recognize a brand message or a brand. Or even recognize that you're there. Yeah, and, and so this really plays to that mm -hmm. very, very well mm -hmm. because we're amplifying our message time and time again um, not repeating it, but amplifying it so that it has more opportunity to be seen by our market. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to get started with marketing miles per gallon, um, what do we do? There has to be some framework, right? Guess what I'm going to say. What? A marketing strategy. Oh, a strategy. So in, in other words, you should have a marketing strategy. Uh -huh. Okay. And what should be included in that? Um, lots of things. Lots and lots of things. But I think in relation to this conversation is your content pillars. And so I know this is something that you, I feel like have had really great conversations with clients about, so I'm gonna kick it back to you. Having an understanding of what kind of content pillars and what kind of content you're going to speak about and where it kind of falls in the buckets and things like that too. But I did a really bad job of queuing you up, so I'm gonna send it to you so that you can explain it better. Yeah, okay, no, um, I don't think you did a bad job at all. I think what, uh, what, what we're getting to is that 
in marketing, when you are creating messages, you want to have consistency as it relates to the overall theme and topics or pillars to what your messaging is going to be about, right? Mm -hmm. So let's, let's frame this up as an example. Let's say you are an IT company and you work with professional services firms. Your pillars should all be related to problems um, that your professional service clients have. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's around things like document management, or maybe it's things around digital transformation, mm -hmm. or maybe it's around network security. Those are three good examples for internet now. Internet hygiene. Sure, internet hygiene, data privacy, etc. So maybe those are your four or five content pillars. Now what a content pillar is, if, if I'm envisioning um, a building with like literal pillars mm -hmm. holding up the, the roof or the building. I always think of like an old Greek building for whatever reason. An old Greek building <laughs> yeah. is a perfect way to think about it. Those pillars have labels on it, right? Mm -hmm. And those labels are what we just described, a data security, um, network, you know, digital transformation, whatever the different cases may be. And those pillars have those um, topics labeled right on them, right? Mm -hmm. And under those, in, also included on those pillars, you've got um, subtopics. Mm -hmm. So those end up being what your content topics are in, in your content strategy. And um, we always recommend having a handful of pillars, you know, at least three, maybe six, kind of in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. Too many is too hard to create consistency. And a lot of and times, though, if you clients try to have too many, they actually f are really much more related than they think they are. And so then they can be bucketed and umbrellaed underneath other things. So if someone's like, I've got 10, 12, 15, probably not. Yeah, Those probably point. are sub subcategories that live underneath your overall content pillars. That's a really good point. Yeah, and I, I fully believe and agree in that agree with that one too. Okay, so we uh, always recommend when you're thinking about your marketing miles per gallon asset strategy mm -hmm. and amplification strategy, we start with refining or creating your mm -hmm. content pillars. How do you As do that? As part of your marketing strategy. As part of your marketing strategy. So how do you do that? Uh, we always recommend like interviewing your clients, mm -hmm interviewing your sales team, mm -hmm. your customer support or mm -hmm. success teams, and understanding what are the problems our customers are having? What are the questions that our prospective customers are asking in the sales conversations? Mm -hmm. And what information do we need to convey mm -hmm. to these people reading about our services? And you're, those, those three things are gonna walk you right into your content topics. Oh yeah. And it's gonna help you to whittle down anything that's irrelevant and also come to um, the realization of things that maybe you hadn't thought of already. So it's going to help you with refining what that pillar and uh, content topic strategy would be. And I think it's important to note too, when we talk about content pillars and content strategy and interviewing, things like that too, these also will then help you make informed decisions of places that you don't need to be. And I know that we talk about that lightly sometimes, um, and it comes up actually fairly often with our clients because we'll be having conversations and we'll be asked to do research into trade shows and magazines and articles and publications and online newsletters and all those types of places. So if you have a clear understanding of your content pillars, your marketing strategy and all that stuff, it will help you know what you need to speak about and where you need to be. But on the other side of that same coin, it will prevent you from wasting time and resources and creating assets that just aren't going to serve you. What an incredibly important thing you just said there. Yeah. How many times have <laughs> marketers 
so many times. I don't even know what this is going to be, but so many times. I feel like you just stubbed your toe on this one here. <laughs> like, how many times have marketers spent so much time, oh my God. effort creating something that just went on the shelf and was never used? Or went out and uh, into the world and it just collected cobwebs? Or went out into the world and it was maybe used once or twice and then you get pushback and then people are like, well, that I can't use that sales enabling piece or that sales collateral because it doesn't apply to me. So you're you're creating something that's valuable in that moment, but the overall thought process wasn't what is the purpose of this? Yeah. Yeah, because the purpose should be to have long term brand value mm -hmm. and increase that ROI. And the marketing miles per gallon. And the marketing miles per gallon. Oh my god, we came back to the point again. I love that. Okay, so we talked about content pillars, having those outlined, part of your marketing strategy, right? That will help inform kind of the content you're creating. And this comes from interviewing and talking, researching all that kind of stuff like that, your audience, your sales team, customer success, anybody customer facing, and also your customers. So then after that, what do you do? Where do you put it? Where does it go? Um, well, the obvious answer is a content calendar. Ah, yeah. yes. Yes, um, it is. Which, by the way, we will link a mm -hmm. free content calendar template mm -hmm. um, in the show notes and on our webpage and in social yep. um, to download a content calendar template that we use. Um, it's a Google template, mm -hmm. a Google, Google Sheets template. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to make a copy. Um, there's instructions on how to use it. We highly encourage you to use any content calendar, but yeah. if you need one, ours is there for the taking. Yeah. So the content calendar will help you to organize when you're mm -hmm. creating, uh, when you're publishing content mm -hmm. rather, and all the different ways that you can disseminate that. So um, what I mean by that is like, if you create a blog post, what are the different ways that you can then kind of slice and dice mm -hmm. that pod or that blog post into marketing materials that can be used on other platforms? And this is one of the things that Vanessa is a wizard at. So I'm gonna let you explain this a little bit. How, how, what does marketing miles per gallon look like in action? So I, when I take content pieces and I break them down for content calendars, I'm really conscious of the overall message. And this is just how I do it now for our clients. What is that one message that ties into the content pillar for that specific month, right? I think even if you're on two to four platforms, right? You're speaking your message and, and you have your positioning available and outward facing. You should be talking about one topic a month. So then what you can do is you can say, okay, well this month I'm creating a blog on XYZ. That's my biggest piece, right? So that would be where I would put, let's say on like the month's cover page. I'd say, okay, we're creating this blog topic on XYZ. Then that email that goes out that next week is going to be about that linking to that. Then I'm going to say, hey, so-and-so, I need you to create this video for me or we're going to create a podcast on it, right? So I've gone and I've done the heavy lifting of those three things and I've scheduled those on a, in this case, blog post one week, email the next week, then we record a podcast on it and then we share an article about that, right? So we're talking about one topic. There are four heavy pieces of content. Then after you create those, after you create that blog, after you create that email, after you create that podcast or video or whatever, you take that and then you think, okay, I need video for Instagram and TikTok. Then I go through and I say, I need one minute because I'm keeping top of mind the platform. I say, okay, well, I need one minute on each of these for the reel to be effective or for the TikTok to be effective. Then I go through and I say, well, what is that nugget that comes out of that, right? So then I take that video in this case, break it down further, pull out the things I need, I make video. I say, LinkedIn does great with audiograms. We've realized this lately. You take audio, you put What's it over. What's an audiogram? You take audio. You already were explaining that, my mistake. Yep. 
You take audio and you overlay it in different softwares over just a static image and you can either have um, captions on there or not. But LinkedIn, we've got clients that do podcasting and we are on a lot of video calls with them and we pull out audio samples of them speaking about what their subject matter experts in and we put that on LinkedIn, right? So now I'm thinking, okay, I've got this video, I've made short videos, now I'm gonna take audiograms, right? Then they become static posts, then they become captions, and then all I do is spiral that out. But the key is one message that I keep very clear and top of mind in my content calendar, and I keep all of my content pieces and my scheduling in that same content calendar. Don't be disparate in where you put your content, keep it all in one spot all in one spot and then even better, I've gone so far as to link images and captions and allow people to go in and like, I'm telling you a content calendar, I think I'm gonna have to do a whole podcast. You can be involved, but it's gonna be me nerding out on this about how to effectively create and build and maintain a content calendar because even with you and I, and ours isn't as good as it can be, we get in there and we're like, what are we talking about? I don't wanna take the brain space to think about it go right in that content calendar and you're like, past Patrick and Vanessa has helped us out in this case. Absolutely. And that's the true value of it. Yeah. It's, it's, you can uh, separate the thinking and the doing. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in thinking mode, rarely are you in doing mode as yeah. well. And when you're in doing mode, you're not in thinking mode. You can't. And um, this is something that uh, I think a lot of marketers struggle with is you try to think and do at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a, it's not a sustainable or a long-term or even a good strategy. A lot it's of like, us are doing because we're in survival mode, so to speak. It's like Ernest Hemingway said, you should write drunk and you should edit sober. And maybe that's not what we're saying you should do at work, but, but why maybe not? Just chase, yeah, just, just chase the vibe. Yeah. But what I am saying is you should change your thought process of trying to create and revise and edit and publish in one go. Yeah. You should create when you create. Yeah. You should edit when you edit and you should publish when you publish and you should also think and strategize at a different time from the doing and executing yeah i think that's important and another tidbit you know i can offer and you'll echo the sentiment i know is we are huge fans of time blocking and regardless of what you think about that block time out of your week of your day that you know that that's what you're going to be doing is you're going to be creating content. Because a lot of times I talk to clients or people when they find out what I do for a living, and they're like, oh, how do you do that? I don't know how you create so much content. Well, like I spend five hours a week, right, thinking and then executing some of the content as it's fresh so that later on all I'm doing is hitting publish or pulling from the archives or doing this type of stuff when I need to be doing and not thinking. And so I set myself up for success with that. So however that looks for you to increase your marketing miles per gallon and make it easy to achieve, whatever your workflow needs to be, be consistent and honor that so that you make the time to create that content. Case closed. <laughs> Mike, drop. That's what it's all about though. It's, yeah. it's about um, putting in the effort to find the time and then following through and executing on it. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe to kind of to, to cap this really, as you know, if you've listened to our other podcasts and things like that too, these are all about marketing and everything like that. There are new businesses 
you know, startups, all whatever the case may be, people who maybe had their marketing department leave, I don't know, that don't understand necessarily the value of marketing and why even do marketing, right? People think, why well, have a product that's going to sell itself? Well, no, my man, it's not going to do that. Unfortunately and fortunately, we're in a time where people are oversaturated and hit so many different ways with sales messaging and buy this and do this and see this and look at this and I need your attention, need your attention, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you're thinking, well, I don't need to create content, I don't need to be marketing, I don't need to be doing, I need to be selling. Selling and marketing are the same side, two sides of the same coin, Mm -hmm. right? No one's going to know about you until you tell them about you. And in order for you to market effectively, nowadays, it really is about creating, creating, creating that demand, particularly on social platforms. So when we talk about this stuff, we're really focused on how do you present yourself digitally Mm -hmm. because you have to. So I wanted to bring that back to like, why should people care about marketing, especially in a digital sense? I'm going to kind of let you wax poetic on that, but like, Let's let's make it make sense to people. Like, why should they care about marketing? Why should they? So I think a simple analogy uh, or metaphor that, that comes to mind is if you are opening up a new restaurant and you're the best chef out there and you've got an amazing restaurant, awesome atmosphere. Hungry? I am. <laughs> um, always hungry. But if you're opening a new restaurant and you've got the food, you've got the atmosphere, you've got everything going for you but you just don't have it on the main street. It's like a block off and you don't tell anybody how to get there. They're never going to find it. Yeah. However, if you know a hot dog stand is put on the corner of the busiest street with great signage, hot dogs here, you know, they people, might even have to be the best hot dog. It doesn't have to be great. It's yeah. just, it's there and it's visible and people see it and yeah. they have flyers all around that, that town square and they've got some type of appeal because, you know, it, people can see it. They don't need to market so much. I guess they, they don't need to draw people in so much. So I guess what I'm getting to here is like the only way that amazing restaurant is going to succeed is if you tell people about it. Yeah. And that's what marketing is. Marketing yeah. is telling people how to get to you and the services that you provide, the solutions that you provide, the problems that you solve. But you can't just expect people to find you. It's not Field of Dreams. No, no. And it's even increasingly harder to rank on, you know, Google. It's increasingly harder to make headway in paid ads anymore. We have clients that rely on those and we're constantly trying to figure out best ways to get ROI and maximize budget. But like, we just keep, we're, we're trying to climb up a hill where other people are coming in because it's easy to start businesses, get supplies like it's ever increasingly easy to start and sustain businesses so you really have to go out there and you have to focus on making even more noise for yourself because it's already noisy and so all that to come all the way back to marketing miles per gallon right marketing is critical getting your message out there is imperative for your business to succeed there are smart and easier ways to do that and a lot of that stems and comes and boils down to getting the most ROI and the most life out of your marketing collateral and then repurposing it in ways that are easiest for you so that you continue to increase the miles per gallon that you're getting out of your tank as it relates to your team and your resources and your bandwidth and all that kind of stuff there too. 
Well said. <laughs> I think this is how we cap it. I think so too. I think I think this was a fun. I mean, we have fun conversations, but I think this was a little bit more tactical. So I yeah. hope that everyone listening got something out of that. I hope I didn't get too crazy in my TED Talk about content calendars. Um, I will record one where we just talk about a content calendar because I think that that is very important to a lot of businesses. Um, if you want to find us, we're very we're very vocal on LinkedIn. Um, you can find us at Patrick, conveniently, Patrick Zangardi, Vanessa, Vanessa Zangardi. Our business is on there too, Zangardi Studio. You can also find us when we're feeling very inspired on TikTok. And then best place to find us, though, easiest is just Zangardi.com. So we hope you liked our conversation on Marketing Miles Per Gallon. Please subscribe, like, and share this, and send this to people who you think would benefit from not only this episode, but other episodes that we have and will be creating soon.